the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Found here in the promise of God of His Son Jesus coming to save us is a, a crushing and a bruising. It's the bruising that we'll focus on next on Truth For Today. Join us. The promise of a Messiah here in Genesis to Adam and Eve involves a crushing and a bruising. Indeed, there will be a crushing of the serpent's head, but there's a bruising of a heel. So what does that mean, and why is this important? Well, this will be the subject of our time today and tomorrow as we examine this passage together. This is Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard from Valley Bible Church in Hercules. Welcome to the program. Join us, won't you? The bruised heel of the promised one is the subject of our time together. Here's Pastor Phil. I'm in a series uh, that I've never looked at before from Genesis 3.15 called The Promise. And we first of all looked at the promise given to Eve that she would have a descendant that would rescue her. And then last week we looked at this promised one would be the one that would crush the head of the serpent who was really Satan used the body of this snake in order to deceive and to ruin and to kill the human race. And he was successful. And the one that Eve was promised, one of your descendants shall crush the head of this satanic power. And he did. He uh, did it in his coming. Uh, ultimately, Satan will be bound in the lake of fire forever. He meets his utter and ultimate defeat. Now today, I want to look at the promised one in coming would have his heel bruised. That is, Mary, you're going to have a descendant that in defeating the devil, he will not do it without pain, without being bruised, without being crushed. It will not be a cheap victory. It will not be an easy victory over Satan and to rescue the sons of Satan out of his kingdom. And what is that? You will bear one. You will bear one that will come and put his foot on the head of the serpent. But in so doing, the heel, the heel of the victor will be bruised and crushed. And we're going to look at this today and see when the heel was crushed and how it was crushed in delivering us from sin. So we read Genesis 3.15 again. I will put enmity between you and the woman, speaking of Satan. He curses the serpent animal, as it were, in verse 14, the reptile, to crawl and eat dirt for all of its days. But now, in verse 15, it goes beyond the power of a mere human beast, as it were, uh, an animal 
creation we call reptile and looks at the spiritual force that used it and that was Satan and he says I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your offspring and her offspring he shall bruise your head utter victory crush your head to stomp the head really speaks of utter victory and you Satan you will bruise his heel in the process of crushing the head of Satan. And so we come to Isaiah 52, and we see the day that the Son of God, the offspring of Eve, the offspring of Mary, the day that he entered into the arena to crush the head of Satan. And this is uh, the day of the cross. I call it the day... God became ugly. The ugliest day in God's history is now being described in Isaiah 52, verse 13. And it would go all the way through chapter 53. We'll read through verse 10. Behold, my servant shall act wisely. He shall be high and lifted up and shall be exalted. As many were astonished at you, his appearance was so marred beyond human semblance, and is formed beyond that of the children of mankind. So shall he sprinkle many nations. Kings shall shout, uh, uh, shut their mouths because of him. For that which has not been told them they see, and that which they have not heard they understand. Who has believed what he has heard from us? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? For he grew up before him like a young plant, and like a root out of dry ground. He had no form or majesty that we should look at him, and no beauty that we should desire him. He was despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And as one from whom men hide their faces, he was despised and we esteemed him not. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we esteem him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was crushed, there's the word bruised, they're used interchangeable. Bruise, crush. This is the crushed heel. He was crushed for our iniquities, which were our sins under the domain of Satan. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace. And with his stripes we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned every one to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. Like a lamb that is led to the slaughter, and like a sheep before shears is silent, so he opened not his mouth. By oppression and judgment he was taken away. And as for his generation who considered that he was cut off out of the land of the living, 
stricken for the transgression of my people. And they made his grave with the wicked and with a rich man in his death, although he had done no violence and there was no deceit in his mouth. Yet it pleased the Lord. ESV here says it was the will of the Lord. I like it pleased the Lord to crush him. He was put to grief. When his soul makes an offering for guilt, he shall see his offspring. He shall prolong his days. The will of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. Out of the anguish of his soul he shall see and be satisfied. By his knowledge shall the righteous one, my servant, make many to be accounted righteous. We would say many justified. And he shall bear their iniquities. Therefore I will divide him a portion with the many. And he shall divide the spoil with the strong. Because he poured out his soul to death. And was numbered with the transgressors. Yet he bore the sin of many. And makes intercession for the transgressors. He in order to crush the head of the evil one. The head of Satan. He will be bruised, crushed in the heel. And here is the crushing. Crushing Satan, crushing by the divine wrath, sin crushing upon him, crashing upon him as uh, angry ocean waves. And let's walk through what was going on on the day God was ugly, unattractive, and despicable. Only an insane man would want a Messiah on this day. You see, there are some things that are not pretty in order to give us something good. I take uh, the ER room. It's not a place you want to be. Not when they bring in the people shot up in a a gunfight or picked up off the road from a traffic accident. It's a place of blood, bandages, strong medicines, bruises, crushing, cuts, lacerations, Screaming, groaning. It's not fun, but it might be the only hope between you and your loved one. My doctor, really my wife's doctor for our second child in Richmond, said, you want to be in there with me in the delivery room? Let let me show you the process. He had nine children. He wanted to show me. I said, yeah, do it. I, I want to be in there. I want to tell you, it's rather bloody. By the time he took the placenta and he picks it up while my wife's there, he said, now this is, he's giving me a medical, you know, training course. And she's not impressed. She said, I'd be glad when you men are through. (laughs) Get out of here. This isn't fun. But I went home with the baby. But let me tell you, that maternity ward and the Push down, push down. And some women do it very dignified, some don't. It's the product that's wonderful. And what happened on crucifixion day, there's nothing beautiful about it. It's so despicable that the Jews and the Gentiles said, we don't want a God like this. He's being bruised. He's being crushed. It's going to cost him immensely to save you. There was no cheap way for God to save you. 
What you get free costs him everything. Now let's walk through the crushing and see what Eve's baby, Eve's offspring, Mary's baby, God's son went through in the process. Let's pick up chapter 52. First of all, he was humanly unrecognizable at this point. Jesus was not an ugly man. We know that just by the way children responded to him. We know this by the fact that if you had a perfect specimen of humanity, you would not be ugly. You'd be handsome. There, there was no blemishes in Jesus Christ. Uh, Jesus never had acne. Jesus had no blemishes. His humanity was perfect. 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 And yet, by the time we, the prophet describes him here, he's been up all night. He's been beat up. He's had a crown put upon him. He's been boxed by one soldier after another. The mob are boxing him. And when he's carrying the cross, which weighed about 70 pounds, they finally recruited an African from the north there, Simon of Cyrene. They recruit him because this man has lost so much blood. This man has become so weak. This man's face is so swollen from the beatings like a fighter that uh, his face is puffy, uh, unrecognizable. And so by the time the prophet says, if you looked at him on the cross, and even if you were Mary, if she didn't know, she said, I wouldn't know that's my son. Who is that? It looks like a, a lacerated, beat up piece of meat. I, I don't even see a human being up there. And look at what he says. It was so marred beyond human semblance. There's nothing human on that cross. This is why people say, I don't want a slaughterhouse religion like this. You mean God would do this to his son? One is called a cosmic rape. How could God allow this to happen? His form is beyond that of the children of mankind. No, we would not know. Who is this? Who is this? And all we can say is his heel is being crushed. This is what he said he would come to do. He would defeat our enemy, but at no small price to himself. This is just his heel being crushed. So that he's beyond that of any of mankind. And then you go down to 53. Few even recognized him when he came. Who has believed what he has heard from us? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? He grew up before him like a young plant and like a root out of dry ground. The idea is the Davidic heir by the time he's born in Bethlehem and grows up in Roman-occupied Palestine, the Davidic dynasty has been cut off at the base. Where are the descendants of David? Where is Judah? 606, Assyria took the ten tribes into exile. 586, Babylon takes them away into exile. 70 years there. 400 years of silence. The Roman boot is on their neck. Where is an heir of David? 
Where is the lion of the tribe of Judah? And the prophet said, by the time he came, the whole dynastic tree had been cut to the ground. The only thing left were the roots. And by the time he shows up in Bethlehem, it's like a little sapling coming up out of a tree that's not quite dead. And we see this young sapling growing up in Bethlehem. We've got Jesus sharing a bedroom with brothers that don't know they're living with God. James, the half-brother of Jesus. Jude, the half-brother of Jesus. They didn't know they were sharing a bedroom with Jesus. When he walked down the road, there was no aura. There was no glow. There was no, who is this? This is Mary's son. This is Joseph. And many times he couldn't even do a miracle in his own town because some of them said he's out of his mind, Mark 3. He's gone crazy. He's a crazy man in the neighborhood. Talks about God and acts like he's from God. You mean you, God can live on the earth and not be recognized? Yeah. For 33 years he did. Friend, when you only get 120 people to meet you in the upper room, I'd write that up as failure. Is that the best you can do, Jesus? You raise the dead, you heal the leper, you, you heal this, you heal that. Come on, haven't you heard of a mega church? Don't you know how to get a big church? You failure. You ugly piece of humanity. Who wants this Messiah? Who's got the guts to preach this kind of Christ? This will not appeal to anyone. By the way, the rabbis don't study Isaiah. Our missionary Oded Cohen, when he was in Brooklyn, he evangelized rabbis at night. They went to certain bars in Brooklyn at night after working hours. And he'd get there and Oded would always start with Isaiah. More Jews been saved from Isaiah 53 than any other chapter in the Bible. And he would start with Isaiah 53. Guess what the rabbis are full of? Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. Just the first five books. Just the first five books. The law, the law, the law, the law, the law. What about a crucified Messiah? No. And they would call this chapter the crucifixion of Israel. They make the suffering servant Israel. This is Messiah. This is a person. Now, they don't even recognize him. Then, and if you're following your notes, if you don't fill them out now, for 10 bucks later, I'll give you the fill-ins. <laughs> At the end of two, he had no form or majesty that we should let look at him. He couldn't get your attention by external display. And there was no beauty that we should desire him. There was nothing about this lone rabbi walking around Palestine that would attract you. He didn't have a good promotion team. He didn't have a computer. And he didn't have a front man. His only front man got beheaded. And his front man, when he was in prison, began to even doubt, was I right about you? And Jesus sent word. He said, go tell John, the blind see, the deaf hear. 
tell him he went wrong. I call it the triumph of a discouraged man. Even the greatest prophet got discouraged about Jesus. He was so humble, so far from the Jewish expectation. Kick the Gentiles out, show the muscle of God, deliver us with might, but by the last thing in the world is what we want described here. It just doesn't make sense. And he goes on that when we saw him, we despised him. He, he, he's a man of sorrow. Now, in, no one wants to be around people in their sorrow, right? Let's have a party for New Year's Eve. Don't get around somebody in grief. Don't get around somebody sad. That'll ruin the party. You didn't just hang out with Jesus just to party. He threw most of his parties for sinners that got right with God. It's the only time he threw a party. And by the way, whether you know it or not, God throws a party every time somebody gets saved. God is a party animal. You just got to lead someone to Christ. He said, his form was one from whom men hide their faces. He was despised. And we esteemed him not. We saw no value in him. There's no esteem. If you esteem me, you place a value on me. No value on this, this kind of Messiah. Not esteemed. Then he goes on. He was considered to be under a curse. And he was. Surely he's borne our griefs. Carried our sorrows. But we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God. You better believe it. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. And why are you doing there? He said, we all went astray. Well, what are you doing there? What are you doing there? Well, you made the mess that I came to clean up. You lost paradise. I came to get it back. And it won't be gotten back cheap nor easy. According to Deuteronomy, everything that hangs on a tree is under a curse. According to Galatians, he was viewed as cursed. According to Paul, 2 Corinthians 5, 21, at this point in time, God the Father said, I impute the sin of the race to you. You have become their sin. And there is no substitute for you. I think of the famous story of Abraham and Isaac. One of the most moving stories in Scripture, Genesis 22. And oh, how the Jewish people love it. When Yom Kippur comes around, oh, they tell the story of Isaiah and, and uh, Genesis 22 over and over. It's the story of the Jewish calendar every year. But here's the thing. The amazing thing about the story is Abram was willing to plunge the knife in his son. The remarkable thing is a ram was caught in the thicket. And all we applaud. Jehovah Jireh. God has supplied himself a substitute for Isaac. And Isaac goes down the mount. Let me tell you this. There were no rams caught in the thicket on the day of Calvary. There's no substitutes for Jesus. 
And with that, we come to the end of our time together here on Truth For Today, the ministry of Valley Bible Church here in Hercules with our teacher and pastor, Pastor Phil Howard. As we close out our program today, we would invite you to contact us. Let us know how the broadcast has encouraged you, has ministered to your walk and relationship with Christ. Now, there are a couple of ways that you can contact us. By phone, obviously the easiest, 855-833-9864. Again, simply call 855-833-9864. You can also write to us at 1511 M. Sycamore Avenue, Suite 278, Hercules, California. 94547 is the zip code. Now, the easiest way to get in touch with us would be through our website, truthfortodayradio.org. Now, as you stop by, you'll be able to drop us an email, but then take advantage of the many resource materials we have available, again, there at truthfortodayradio.org. You'll also be able to find out more about Valley Bible Church here in Hercules, who we are, what we believe, worship times, directions, and the like. Again, truthfortodayradio.org, or again, simply call 855-833-9864. Oh, and by the way, as you come alongside Truth For Today in a financial way, for a gift of $10 or more, we'll send you Pastor Phil Howard's book called Jesus Christ, The Revealer of God. Now, this is an amazing book, a book that takes a look at Christ and how he does, in fact, reveal God in every aspect of his life. Again, this book is yours for a gift of $10 or more when you support the ministry Truth For Today. Simply call or stop by our website and pay us a visit there and order your copy. Again, for a gift of $10 or more as you support Truth For Today. So contact us today. Our phone number is 855-833-9864. And you can also donate online at truthfortodayradio.org. Thank you so much for spending time with us today. We look forward to seeing you next time we get together for another broadcast of Truth For Today. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.